0: The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. How are you, friend? Welcome to another episode of The Paul Leslie Hour. And this time around, I'm going to be presenting an interview with Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer is a pianist, singer, songwriter, recording, and performing artist. He was the longtime musical director on David Letterman's show, both when he was on CBS and before that, NBC. As most people who know me very well know, I'm a big Letterman fan. It's safe to say that the reason that I host this podcast has something to do with David Letterman. I believe that that was a big influence on me. I'm a big fan of Paul Schaefer. I like his music styling. I have his album Coast to Coast. That was his original solo album. It's a great album. So I was really excited when 24 years later, he was releasing his follow-up album. And that album is called Paul Schaefer and the World's Most Dangerous Band. It's worth checking out. It's a great album. Lots of fantastic musical appearances by other people. And I was promoting a couple of concert dates that Paul Schaefer had. He was going to be at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee last year. And then he was going to be at the Center Stage Theater in Atlanta. This broadcast on the FM radio dial. And at the end of the interview, Paul says that it would be nice to meet. I was so excited to meet him. But, alas, it was not to be. Don't you know it, the concert got canceled. Nonetheless, I hope you enjoy our talk with his Paulness.
1: Hello, Paul.
0: Hello, Paul. How are you, sir?
1: Very well. How are you?
0: Doing great. It's wonderful to hear your voice.
1: And yours. You are world-renowned. Where where, where are you? Where where am I speaking to you today?
0: At the moment, I'm in Hotlanta.
1: That's the place. The ATL, you mean. I'm so hip, I just call it the ATL.
0: Nice, or the A, (laughs) where you're going (laughs) to be soon.
1: I can't wait.
0: The man we're welcoming, he requires no introduction, but I insist. Paul Schaefer is a singer, songwriter, band leader, recording artist. He served as David Letterman's musical director for the entire run of both Late Night with David Letterman and The Late Show with David Letterman. Paul Schaefer and the World's Most Dangerous Band have a freshly released album, and they are currently on tour. It's a great pleasure.
1: Well, I thank you very much. I'm very happy to be with you today. Can't wait to get down to Atlanta to play. I've always had a good time there. Of course, I remember when the, Olympic, the Summer Olympics were there, and I uh, and my band uh, were the... Um, House band for the the closing ceremonies and stuff, and uh, boy, we had a good time in Atlanta. I've also been on stage with Alicia Keys. No, not Alicia. Alicia Bridges. And did I love the nightlife with her? I can't. This was, I mean, goes back at maybe twenty years or more. Can't remember where we were. But uh, Atlanta is, is a hell of a place. I can't wait to get there.
0: For years, your stage was the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City. So what is it like being on the road for you?
1: It's great to perform in front of an audience and get that feedback. I mean, it sounds like a cliche, but there is nothing like it, and it's different than a television audience, of course. The traveling is something that I haven't done since uh, I toured with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and the Blues Brothers in 1980. So I'm getting used to that. It's certainly nice to uh, run into people, though, in airports and talk to people all along the way. And as I say, you know, that that hour and a half on stage is uh really um, makes the whole thing worthwhile.
0: You've been playing with so many of these musicians in your band for many years. You've been loyal to them. They've been loyal to you. How did they react when you told them that you were going to be making a record and going out on tour?
1: Well, they were thrilled when I told them I wanted to do both things with them. Everybody has stayed quite busy since the uh, end of the Letterman show. But I don't know. When we got together to make that record, it was so comfortable. We, we know each other so well. I said the other day, we finish each other's licks. That's how comfortable we are together. And, um, you know, the album went uh, very smoothly. It was a lot of fun. And, and the same with the tour. We were in the trenches together every night on that Letterman show. Dealing with whatever was thrown at us, very little rehearsal, spontaneity, being the key. Keeping up with him, whatever he wanted to do, we had to follow him. So again, you know, we 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 are a terrific uh, little um, the SWAT team that can go uh, into any situation and vindicate ourselves and uh, and have a great time doing it. So yes, everybody was very happy to get back together, and we're having a lot of fun together.
0: Has this experience of going out on the road, has it brought you all closer together? I think
1: so. There is nothing like traveling as a group with a purpose in mind. We're going to go there and we're going to kill the people. It certainly bring, It certainly has brought us together and uh, the music just keeps getting better. Every night it's a little bit better, terrific.
0: When I was looking at the album for the first time, one of the tracks, when I saw it, I was just instantly excited. The great Lloyd Price classic, Just Because, sung by everyone from John Lennon, and now by our guest Paul Schaefer. Had you always wanted to record that song? What brought you to it?
1: You know what? Seymour Stein is the legendary uh, record executive who signed me and asked me to make this record. It's on Rhino, but the label says Sire, uh, just for all time's sake. because Seymour Stein was the guy who started Sire Records in the late 70s and was at the forefront of the New Wave uh, movement at that time. It had everybody from the Ramones, Madonna, Talking Heads on his label. Anyway, uh, it was one of his favorites. I think you should do Just Because. And I know Lloyd Price a little bit. Through the years, I have met him. I've gotten to play for him a couple of times. I asked him what was, you know, how did you write that song? I think it was his second uh, single, if I'm not mistaken. He said, "Well, just a scale, you know, it goes down the notes of the scale, just because he da 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 da, da 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 So when I sing that scale on this show, I, I think about Lloyd Price, and I mentioned the fact that you knew that he was a, a boxing promoter as well as a singer. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that.
1: Yes, a very successful in the world of boxing, a, a compatriot of uh, Don King. And he was the guy who said to Don King, try the hair straight up and see what happens. I swear to God it's true. He was responsible for Don King's hairstyle and that great song Just Because.
0: Well, we're going to hear it right now. Paul Schaefer and the world's most dangerous band, Just Because. Our special guest is Paul Schaefer. Has the reason why you are a musician changed through the years?
1: I don't think so. Um, I have always just done it because, I mean, primarily it makes me feel good. I used to come home from school as a kid and just sit down at the piano and I wouldn't practice my piano lesson, but I would just play rock and roll for three, four hours, you know, after after school. I did it instead of buying records. I just wanted, I learned how to play them instead. And it would just, I don't know, give me a feeling. And, uh, no, that hasn't changed. I still love it. I, I, I love it. I mean, the fact that the other people like it too is, is terrific. But, uh, selfishly, I'm, I i do not know. I'm just doing it for myself. I just love the way it feels. And I think if I love it, the audience will love it.
0: We're talking with Paul Schaefer. In your book, We'll Be Here for the Rest of Our Lives, You talk about meeting David Letterman for the first time. And at one point, Dave says to you, I've always seen myself as Wayne Cochran anyway. (laughs) And since I'm in Georgia and Wayne Cochran being a Georgian and you coming to Atlanta, Georgia, it's just relevant that we mention Wayne Cochran with his big pompadour. And that makes us wonder, is Dave hip?
1: Yeah, Dave is awfully hip. I mean, that's a pretty (laughs) hip line. That he said in that very first meeting, because he said, well, you you know, what kind of band would you have? I said, well, I just, you know, it's going to be a four piece band. Us playing instrumental versions of R&B things, that to me would be the perfect band. And that's when he said, well, I've, I've always seen myself as a Wayne Cochran of comedy or something. like that." pretty obscure reference, although Wayne Cochran was huge in the South, especially, of course, in Florida, Miami. And not everybody knew who he was. The fact that Dave Lettington mentioned him in our very first interview. Kind of knocked me out. I said, I got to work for this guy. And did you know that Wayne Cochran wrote Last Kiss? Yes. Where, oh, where my baby I never knew that until just a couple of years ago, but that's a huge record and a big songwriting credit for him, too. And, of course, we did Going Back to Miami, his big song in the Blues Brothers. The third tour, or the second tour, the one that we were doing while the movie was out. And the third album, it appears. I've been a fan of his for an awfully long time.
0: Were there bands or acts, singers, whatever, that you and David Letterman bonded over?
1: Um, you know, we, we, um, our tastes are pretty disparate. Especially when it comes to, um, holiday novelty records, which I love and he hates. You know, there was no way he was ever going to let me play Monster Mash on Halloween. Just forget it. But, uh, when he heard Darlene Love sing, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, the original rock number that she sang on Phil Spector's Christmas album back in 63. He fell over, I fell over, we bonded over that, and we had her on the show, oh, I don't know, 26 times or something doing that song every Christmas time. So we definitely bonded over Darling Love and that song, and that's a a pretty strong
0: bond. One of the tracks on the world's most dangerous band is Happy Street. What made you decide that Bill Murray should sing on it?
1: Well, you know, I've been doing musical sketches and things with Bill Murray since before uh, the two of us worked on Saturday Night Live in the 70s. When I first got to New York in in 1974, uh, Bill's older brother, Brian Doyle Murray, introduced us. I had known Brian when he was up in Canada, teaching all the Canadians how to do Second City-style comedy. So Billy and I bonded right away and did things together on the National Lampoon Radio Hour. Uh, he sang a song that I wrote with a bunch of other people called the Kung Fu Christmas, One Christmas. But you see how I love the uh, uh, holiday novelty records. This is a parody <laughs> of one. What if the stylistics recorded a Christmas song? Uh, and he did a bang-up job of that, but he's always singing for humorous reasons. And I just thought, you know, he loves to sing. We had done uh, together uh, the Bill Murray Christmas special for Netflix, a very Murray Christmas. Uh, It was all wall-to-wall singing, him singing song after song. I said, I bet if you take him into a real recording studio, give him a little time, he will really be able to sound good. And he does, you know. Uh, We traveled down to uh, uh, South Carolina where he lives. We, We went into the studio, spent all afternoon, and he worked very hard on this vocal. And he really does sound great. And he did me uh, just a really nice favor to sing this song, which is one of the few original songs on the record. We we put it together. I, my producer, Richard Goderer, Richard's wife, and, and Alonzo, our engineer, four of us wrote this for Bill. And uh, just, I just think it's cute, and there's a video that goes with it. He and I animated on the street, walking down Happy Street together. Uh, it makes one feel good.
0: Absolutely. He seems like he's absolutely a free person.
1: Well, he's hard to track down. <laughs> you never know if he's in Morocco or now he's got a classical music project. I think I emboldened him with this Happy Street thing. He's doing a thing now with a, with a, a sort of a chamber quartet in which he's singing. So, yeah, Free free is right. Free uh, And he can do anything. He's just one of those monster talents that can actually do anything.
0: What is the biggest compliment someone has ever given you?
1: Well, uh, you know what comes to mind? Um, my absolute idol is James Brown from Augusta G.A., of course. And he inspired me as a kid and, and continues to to do so, even though he's not with us anymore. I listen to his records boy, I just say that's how it should be done. And after he did... The Letterman Show back in 82 and, and just killed everybody. He did it a number of times more, including one time when he, he sat in with me and my band for the whole show, doing all his hits. And Letterman said to him, are you the hardest working man in show business? And he said, I thought I was until I saw the way Paul works. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is the best compliment I ever got.
0: There's this chapter in your book, or not chapter, but passage, and will be here for the rest of your life. It's just a poetic, poetic thing where you're talking about the spiritual properties of music. You say, music is my muse, my soul, my salvation. It pays the bills. It lights my way. Always has, always will. I just, I love that little passage. When was the last time for you that music saved the day?
1: Oh, man, well, I mean, it... uh it continues to do so. Uh, just uh, the other day when we had to fly from uh, upstate, do you do a show, get on a plane, fly after the show to a place just outside of Philadelphia, play a show the next day, and I'm like, uh, you know, oh, exhausted from all the flying, can't sleep, wired, so all day long waiting for the show, you know, don't even know if I could do it. No energy left. Get on stage. First note, bang, I'm back. I'm alive. We used to save the day again. It does, I mean, it, it consistently does with me. So that's just one example.
0: What advice would you have for someone who's going through a rut or a funk, the bad kind of funk?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't know what to say to somebody who's going through a funk. I mean, life, life has its twists and turns. One finds that uh, things happen for a reason. I believe it. Not everybody does. Oh, you hit me with a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say, hey, sit down at the piano, and play a song. Oh things aren't that, that aren't that simple. God is good though and, and he has a reason for everything. That, that's all I can tell you.
0: How does Paul Schaeffer define cool?
1: Oh man, I don't know. Uh some people have it, some people don't. I continue to try to do an imitation of a guy that has it. Uh, it's always been fun for me to uh, think about, you know, the old greats of show business and how cool they were uh, and how they did it. You know, dressing in a tux at that time when Sammy Davis and Frank and Dean Sammy put on their tuxes, you know, that was cool. It uh, doesn't uh, seem to work that way anymore. Cool certainly is it. Temporally uh, tied, you know, as Tower of Power said, what's hit today uh, tomorrow may be passe. Uh, that's certainly true. Hard to uh, keep up with it. I just know I've, I've got a, a quote my friend Martin Short, who said, the truth is to try to be less like Kylie and more like Kendall. And that's what I try to do every day.
0: As we wrap up here. I would kind of give you the stage for our audience out there. What would you say to them? If I
1: were on stage in front of them?
0: Well, the stage of this radio show.
1: Oh, what do I say to the audience right now? Well, just, you know, thrilled that you've been listening. Everything I said was true, except maybe that part about uh, Kylie. I like her, too and uh you know i hope that you people will come to our show in atlanta it's at a place called center stage i think that when you come you know to see me in in concert i tell really the whole story sort of like an abbreviated version of my book but with music i tell about how i came from you know uh, i started as a kid in in thunder bay ontario canada so far from where the music i loved was being made and then i moved to the states and i you know, I did my best to get involved in it, and uh, this is what it did to me, and here are the songs. I hope that uh, listening to this show may inspire you to come come down and check our set out, and uh, I think that you'll have a good time.
0: Paul Schaefer and the World's Most Dangerous Band. June 9th, they'll be in Nashville, Tennessee at the Ryman Auditorium. June 11th, they'll be in Atlanta, Georgia at the Center Stage Theater. My last question. Who is Paul Schaefer?
1: Well, again, you're hitting me with these philosophical (laughs) questions. Philosophers from the beginning of time wouldn't be able to answer something like that. I don't know, just a cat who has had a blessed life and career. I've done, uh, you know, played music, worked with people that I I thought were beyond the realm of possibility. Besides that, I've met a lovely gal named Kathy, whom I married, and I got two terrific kids, and I don't know, li- life is good. And I am a man who uh, does not take it for granted. I thank God every day.
0: Well, Paul Schaefer, I wish you could see the smile on my face. It's been a great pleasure.
1: Paul Leslie, it's been my pleasure, too, and thank you for having me today, and I, I hope that uh, I get to meet you. Uh, any plans to come down uh, to the center stage?
0: Oh, you can count on it.
1: (laughs) Oh, all right. That's what I want to hear. Let's say hello that night, then. I look forward to meeting you.
0: I I will look forward to it. See you then.
1: Okay, Paul. Thank you very much. See you then. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. The Paul Leslie Hour is hosted, produced, and written by Paul Leslie for Lifestyles Entertainment and Media. The Paul Leslie theme song composed, recorded, and produced by Jeff Pike. Outro music composed, recorded, and produced by John Goodwin originally appearing in the short film Malukas and Vulnerable Jelly Things. Please consider subscribing to The Paul Leslie Hour and if you like us, give us a review. It'll help other people to find this content. All past interviews are also available on YouTube. For more information, you can visit thepaulleslie.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the Paul Leslie. Thanks for listening. Be good.